What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 500th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. Oh, I hate doing that live. Uh, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> you do it live every week. I don't do I, I do well, it behind I mean, closed doors. You are behind your d- a closed your door. door. Is closed. You're, are, are we no longer an interesting audience, is what you're saying? That we don't matter? Because no. we judge you Look, as harsher than Twitch ever will. I have no problem, you know, sharing a hotel room with you guys. And it's the same as opening the episode of this show. But, like, I, you know, I wouldn't share the hotel room with, you know, some <laughs> listeners. That's what I'm saying. It's a little behind I the see. scenes. It's a, it's, a, it's a little risque. Yeah. Oh, please, no. Uh, I no. did hit the record button. All right. Hey, I'm your host. Uh, I'm your host, Steve SBJ. I'm here. <laughs> this is the 500th episode. Greg with me today. Hello. I dug into the archives to pull out the WAP zip shirt just for the 500th episode. I was going to wear the Rage Candy Bar shirt, but like that didn't hold up. Hmm. <laughs> Will also here. Hopefully, internet connection stays stable. It's oof, but I—I I was gonna say I'm the only one here who's traditional. You guys are boneless. Both oh, of you. Oh yeah, it's because I don't want to work when I eat my wings. Oh my word! <sighs> You're gonna expose on national TV. I don't think national it's a TV. TV. <laughs> I don't think we're good enough for TV. Says you. I've been on TV. Hey, so it's uh, it's been 500 episodes. That's a whole lot of episodes. We're here. It's technically been more than 500 episodes because I'm yeah, pretty sure... Yeah, because there's a long time that you cheated the number, and then you don't count mm. miniseries. Yeah, yeah. We're probably realistically at like 600. Uh, Happy 600th episode! <laughs> no, I think that's a little maybe overestimating, but maybe like 573. <laughs> that's not a good number the The format of the show is if you're listening to the audio only version uh, we're recording this live on Twitch that'll get sent to YouTube on Monday so hopefully at the end of all of this the audio sounds good and it sounds like a normal episode the thing that we when we transitioned to doing video it was still very important for the audio podcast to just sound as good as it can be um, because I know when sometimes podcasts convert to video and then you're listening to the audio version you're like I feel like I'm missing something uh, because it's first and foremost a video show. Um, so that's always important quality-wise to make sure the audio show st- sounds just as good as an audio show. And then once you convert to video, and then when you take it another step and you convert to live, as we've noticed, if you missed the first maybe, well, it won't be in the audio podcast, but there was like 20 <laughs> minutes of tech issues, even though we started 40 minutes early to not have tech issues, and we still had tech mm. issues. Uh, I had no tech issues. And to assist our audio-only listeners, I will be keeping my eyes closed throughout this entire process. <laughs> so I won't see anything either. <laughs> the way uh, we do it. 500 episodes is a lot. We're still going to go through Pokemon news. And because we're doing this uh, live on Twitch after our breaks, which I guess you guys will see our breaks. Or we'll have breaks because we need <laughs> we'll to have, have breaks. breaks. Mm-hmm. We'll have breaks. And then we'll have to do the ad. So you guys will see us That's do the ad very in real time. Exciting. That's going to be, you'll get, you will see how much of a hot mess it is to do an ad real time. And then at the end of that, we will, the ad is every plate. And then after the end of that, um, we'll take like questions and stuff from Twitch chat. And, uh, so for the most part though, Twitch chat, you, you will probably argue about us talking about things in real time. 
I am on different tabs. I am no longer looking at that. I'm looking at. Oh, the, I, I had to close yeah, that out. Otherwise, I'm looking at the two faces connection. that make me angry every week. So it'll be a normal episode. 500 episodes. Let's kick off with some Pokemon news. Let's start off with some real. <laughs> start off this episode with a bummer, I suppose. This is off Dot Esports. Pokemon Florida Regional Championships canceled. Other mm. global dates added. The Florida Regional Championships have been canceled, quote, due to... Now, probably think it's... Oh, it's because of COVID. Well, you know, it's Florida also. Uh, but, quote, <laughs> due to changes it's in worse. government regulations and restricted restrictions in the state of Florida. This cancellation means the Orange... County Championships, which were set for April 1st to 3rd, also won't be happening. Um, but there are new events being added in Europe. Uh, in Bremen, Germany on May 28th and uh, May 29th. And then in Sao Paulo, Brazil, there will be an event on April... Did I say that right? Close enough. On it's April, fine. April 2nd and 3rd. And then in Joinville... I don't know where Joinville is. They don't say. May 7th and 8th. Uh, Australia will also have the events beginning in Queensland on March 12th and 13th. And uh, in Perth, it wouldn't be 500 episodes hey! without Perth. Uh, in Perth on May 21st and May 22nd and St. Hilda in Victoria on June 11th and 12th. So they added a bunch of um, international dates. Oh, Join Joinville is also in Brazil. My mistake. Uh, and then the the Florida... Regionals got canceled, which I believe was supposed to be like April. What was that? April fourteenth, fifteenth, I think. Um, how how am I supposed to remember something I was never planning on going to? So <laughs> the the importance of the Florida regionals was it was one of the three. Oh, it was it was the April first weekend? It was uh, it was one of the three that had Pokemon Go. So I believe it was. Oh right, 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 right. Salt right. Lake City, Florida, and then Milwaukee. Um, all had the Pokemon Go part, and then um, every every other regionals had the TCG and the VGC. The due to cancellations in government regulation was that a, we can explain it that the Pokemon events require you to show proof of vaccination, and Florida as a state says you're not allowed to do that. Correct. So because well, uh... because the event wanted proof. They weren't allowed to do that. Therefore, because Pokemon wanted to be as safe as possible, they had to cancel the event because mm -hmm. Florida would not let them do that. Because Florida. Good job, Florida. I mean, I've, I've, I've had that same issue at my job. So I completely understand and can relate. I wanted to do a clarification for something, too, that I think we brought up either last week or the week before about the Abu Dhabi pokemon go event being canceled oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah. we kind of said oh it's probably because of covid or like imply that mm -mm. there is another country performing military actions against abu uh, dhabi right now <laughs> oh yeah that's not good aka missile strikes and so i think that was more of the it's oh. not good to have people walking around outside yeah got it also florida really that's all i'm gonna say it's, yeah, it's I, fine that's not no surprise i'm it's not a surprise, but I'm still going to be like, you know, the Florida thing was kind of on my mind, too, because uh, there was just that um, Aaron Zhang like mini documentary that they put together on YouTube. And the, if you're in the, like the competitive scene and you follow a lot of like the high end competitive players like Wolf Glick or Aaron Zhang, um, they did like a 20 minute documentary on Aaron Zhang. 
who's a fantastic player. Um, but what's Aaron funny Zang is Zang did a documentary on themselves, or somebody else did Wolf a documentary Glick on Aaron Zang. Wolf Glick and a video editor did a documentary on Aaron Zang. Okay, it would. It would I mean, I suppose you could do a documentary on yourself. It would probably I mean, be very do. like. Yeah, <laughs> we should do a documentary on ourselves. But that that no. documentary, uh, he goes <laughs> to Orlando, Florida, I think, for one of his very first tournaments, um, and that was like one of the very first world championships i think it was maybe either the first or the second if i i could be completely wrong at least in the united states i went to the california one which i think there's been three in california or maybe two but the california one the nashville one and then the dc one the dc one was the last one before events i've got. never been what i've never been to a regionals i've never been to a world's never been to any of it You've uh, cut me out of all of them. Will and I met at a national tournament. Nationals, yep. Yep, that was the Nationals with Black and White. Indianapolis, 2012. And I was playing Vanillax Victini. <laughs> <laughs> well, I brought. I, I came for VGC and didn't even know that there were such things as a meta or EVs and IVs. Hmm. I just good, put together a team good of six Pokemon. Oh yeah, because we're we... big wish cash. <laughs> yeah, because when we met, you weren't into TCG, and then we taught you, I think that weekend, mm -hmm. how to play. Yep, correct. And then you saw me get extremely tilted that weekend because I lost to a Pokey Dad who was yes. playing Cobalion, and I was playing Vanillax. Vanillax is weak to Steel. One of the very few people. Jeez, thanks for the Twitch Prime. I forgot to mute alerts. All right, alerts are muted. <laughs> um, I lost. I lost to a Pokédex. Okay, you you can still you can still sub and give bits, and they just won't pop up for the audio. You're messing up my audio. Thank you for the Twitch Prime. Live show all, all, all already <laughs> off the rails. Derailed. So no, I, I the problem with losing to that Pokédad was the judge rolled back two turns and made it impossible for me to win and made it guaranteed for him to win but instead like his ruling was so bad i wasn't mad about losing although losing does suck i was mad that the judge made the worst possible call uh, it's always something outside of you greg 10 years later 10 years Ten years later, later you're still hanging in how there how much he holds on to these grunts. he doesn't even oh. play the tcg oh. anymore you do not have to tell me these things. I understand fully. I am just pointing out that it's always outside of Steve. It's oh, all the judge, all the weather, all that state. That match was, uh, that match is, for, did I ever tell you guys about, there was a match in Kenosha, Wisconsin. It was, it was a, it was a, not a regionals or it was a pretty low, it was like a battle roads. I don't even think they're called battle roads anymore. And no. I... When I played the TCG competitively, it would be like me and like uh, two to three other like dudes that I played with. I still talk to most of those people today. And then it would be like Irene, but I Irene didn't want to go. <laughs> you then... don't talk to Irene anymore, though. That's that's the real secret. <laughs> and then the other talk the other to the guys, dudes, not your wife. The other guys I normally go with, uh, they were like out of town, or they were busy, whatever. So I I went to Kenosha myself to go to this Battle Roads, and I get there. I don't even remember what deck I'm playing, but I'm. It's the first round of the tournament, and I I accidentally play two supporters. I play like a Charon or whatever, like whatever Sycamore. I don't know. I accidentally play two supporters, which uh, I was playing a very complicated deck, where that mistake was, whatever. 
everyone makes that mistake i think at least once Mm -hmm. and i i tell the guy i was like i think i accidentally played two supporters and he said what do you want me and he said oh it's no big deal i'm going to lose anyways wow (laughs) like it was a very favorable matchup and he was dead drawing anyways and like it was very like i was gonna win the match and i was like i was like yeah, but I feel bad. I played two supporters. Like, I caught myself after I played the second supporter. And, like, I was like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, I don't know. Maybe ask a judge. So I got up and I walked over because uh, there was only one judge for the entire tournament. There was only maybe, like, 40, 45 people. And I said, hey, I played two supporters, but I didn't start the second supporter. I played it down and, like, I shuffled my hand. Like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, oh, that's an auto game loss. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went back to the table. I sat down, I scooped up all my cards, and I was like, it's an auto loss. <laughs> and he goes, oh, you're, you were going to win anyways, it's no big deal. And I was like, nah, I already told the judge, so he already marked me down as an auto loss. And then I proceeded to pack my bag, and then I left the tournament. I drove 45 minutes. That's auto you. loss on turn You are that you. person. No, you, look, I already you lost. Look, I lost. Why would I continue playing? I lost game one. <laughs> Well, you could have won the rest you of them. You could have won the no, rest of no, them. No, 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 no. At those, like, very small tournaments, you you have to win everything. It's always, those small tournaments are always, like, 6-0 is winner, and then, like, 5-1 is, like, look, I gave the guy the W. It's fine. What this is really saying yeah. is you weren't playing the game yeah. to have fun. Right. You were playing the game to win. Right. It's, it is, I feel like it is hard to have fun when you're in a tournament with, like, none of your friends. Uh, I have the joy of playing the game. I yeah. usually don't know anybody that I <laughs> yeah. play my games against. I just enjoy playing the game. When I went to uh, Rock America Tour in Chicago, and I VZC'd against a bunch of 10-year-olds, and I was the only one there, I was having a great time. Making them cry, they had to go back to their dad mm-hmm. and be like, mm-hmm. this older gentleman just wrecked my house, and I sat there smugly and said, yes, I did. What do you want to do about it? I had a wonderful time. You you know the difference was you didn't mention the word Kenosha, and then mm. it was like ah look gotta leave anything in Wisconsin is automatically starting on the wrong foot. <laughs> All uh, of Wisconsin. Hey, Milwaukee's okay. Yeah, uh, Madison's the best, a gorgeous city. The best city. you could say is okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of okay. Pokemon Unite finally saved here. Um, not that it's really in trouble. I guess that's the joke. But Aegislash is now available in Pokemon Unite. Ooh. Aegislash is a melee all-arounder uh, with spectacular sword play. That's what it says here on Pokemon.com. Uh, it will evolve. Honage will evolve into Dual Blade at level 5, Aegislash at level 7. spectacular or spectral? I'm looking at the webpage and it says this melee all-arounder display is a spectral. <laughs> I was trying Sword to do play. some editorial enhancements. No, you weren't. You just read the word wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> editorial enhancements. That this isn't live. It. I'd be cutting out this me being dragged here. <laughs> um, hey, season, season. Well, we talked about this. I think like a week ago, they added the like forty dollar Cramorant skin. It's yeah. like cowboy stuff. Yeah. There's Sword. like a big million dollar tournament or something. Yeah. Swords and cowboys go together. I don't know. I don't really have much to, else to say about Unite. I want. Here's the thing. I actually do want to play Unite. Like there is a part of me that is that is itching to play this game. But. But Legends is out. 
and Pokemon Go has been pretty good recently with like the Valentine's Day event. I I I thought the Valentine's Day event was pretty all right, and then Johto tours pretty soon. And Sword and Shield is doing the Milstery event, which we'll get to next. And like, the and the the bird thing, bird thing. Yeah, the get the oh, shiny birds isn't that the, next weekend? Yeah, oh, that's yes. right. Also, part of news. Just there's just so it's it's very hard. I feel like sometimes to be a Pokemon fan when you like everything. Whereas, like if you just like Pokemon Go, your hands are probably full and you're probably spending a lot of money. And if you just like the main series, you can ignore this kind of stuff. You can ignore the TCG. But man, when you like everything, it's just like Unite is just like three steps away of being like the game you do want to put in. Yeah. But I would almost rather play Sword and Shield than Unite. And right now I just want to play Legends over everything else. I mean, and if you have any other interests outside of that, it, your time goes away. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't play on Tuesdays because Tuesday is Final Fantasy Raid Night. Wednesdays I go see my friends. Thursdays are sometimes open, but then I'll play Arceus. Fridays are Friday, and you got to go out on Friday night. Oh, you got to go out on Friday night. Excuse me? Uh, Go out where? To to Game Center to play games with my friends. Oh, that's right. I wasn't invited. That's right. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have wanted to come. Saturdays are free-for-alls. Who knows what's happening on a Saturday? Saturdays are spending four hours in the Mall of America walking in circles and then stopping at B-dubs. Sundays is this and getting groceries. And then Monday is just dead weight of a day. Like Doing anything on Mondays hurts emotionally physically mentally spiritually you, you got you got to have a schedule and just it just happens that unite doesn't fit into that schedule if unite on my ipad would support my controller i would probably be playing more unite than mm. i am mm. agreed there is a a new raid event in sword and shield sword and shield is still a video game it is still being supported uh there is the... Is this really new, though? It's not, but um, it's a good one to repeat. Because if you're a hardcore... Because because it's one way to get the rare sweets, right? People would have well, oh, yeah, possibly gotten the Sword and Shield for thing. Christmas. It's February now. Um, hopefully they got Sword and Shield for Christmas instead of Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. Oh, stop with your hot takes. <laughs> It's not a hot take anymore. It's just reality. <sighs> Some of your stale takes. Yeah. So I think it's a good raid event to repeat. Also, it's not um, It's not like three days long. It goes until... So if you're listening to this podcast on Monday, February 14th, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, catch your significant other or mom a love disc. Happy Black Monday. It goes until February 20th. There's a 2% chance in five-star raids to get a shiny milsery. If you were a hardcore collector and you wanted every different milsery Alcremi to be shiny, I believe you would need seven of them. So it is a good event to farm. thing that I guess probably makes this difference different than what it was like a year ago is not a lot of people are playing Sword and Shield. <laughs> is that you're on your own, kid. So like, Going through raids with people uh, and like other people searching for raids and you searching for raids and like going through them would be a lot faster, even if you had like three or four people doing the same thing as you. 
I have one shiny Milcery. It would be nice that this event is up to try to go for another six or just another handful. Maybe I, I think I have one. Here's the thing. Every time I think about doing these things, I think about the YCOM and that deflates mm. my desire so mm -hmm. much. Maybe the, the YCOM, YCOM is, is better so because not many people are playing. The amount of people didn't change that never updated. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and the fact that when it finally did upgrade, I'm like, oh, there's a raid. It said, oh, that's gone. I just showed you something from four hours ago. Ha ha yep. ha. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the YCOM. Look. <laughs> what else is you mean? You're not wrong. <laughs> Look. Uh, yeah, it's, but uh, like I said, if you just got Sword and Shield for Christmas and you were trying to get all of them, this is like the only way to get like the Star Suite or Ribbon Suite. Um, so that, that event is happening. Uh, it's a cool Pokemon. Something to do. Uh, also happening if if it's it's Monday. If you're listening to this, fourteenth again. Happy Valentine's Day. Go catch your grandma, Alola Mola. That see, that's the bad uh, one. It's gonna be hard this. to give to my grandma. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the bad one. Make sure you sign up for your battles because what's going to happen is the battles are going to take Bobby. place this. It starts on like Thursday night at whatever UTC time. It ends up being like 7 p.m. Central Time on Thursday night, which is midnight UTC. And then the tournament is going to start, and then people are going to come into my Twitch stream specifically and be like, oh, yeah, the tournament. Can I sign up? No, you can't no. sign up. The tournament <laughs> started. <laughs> Yeah, what website do I go to to sign up? You don't know. You do no it website. in the game. You do it in the game. Mm. You go you into not, you yeah. go into Sword and Shield. You go to the versus menu. You go. There's two options. Once you go to versus, one's battle competition, and then one is uh, stadium something. I don't even remember. Lifetime what they are. movies. You go to the one like on the it? left. Yeah. No one has ever clicked the one on the right. I don't even know what the one on the right does. The I one have on the left. accidentally clicked the one on the right, and I don't know. Still don't know what it does. If no one knows what that button does, three years later, Sword and Shield, <laughs> no one knows what the right side. Maybe does. that only... fixes the YCOM. No. You go there. It'll say casual battle, ranked battle, online competitions. You go to online competitions, then you hit register. That's it. That's all you got to do. Once the tournament starts on Friday, then you can pick your squavit. Your Rookie D, your Wooloo, your Blipbug, your uh, Magikarp, Magikarp, Magikarp. No, you can't mm -hmm. do two Magikarps. That's against the rule. One Magikarp. Oh, oh only that, one of each Pokemon. Oh, so yeah. Magikarp, Feebas, Barboach. There you go. Okay, okay. I'm liking this team. I'm liking this team. Uh, Luminion or Finneon? No, that's, those are not in Sword and what Shield. What was the new dumb fish in this game? Aracuda. Uh, Aracuda. Aracuda, yeah. <laughs> like, I think the, the spinny. Yeah, the yeah. spinny. The spinny. <laughs> Once the tournament starts, you have to do three matches when it was originally announced on January yeah, 15th. Yeah, it was one match. They said one, and then they baited and switched me, because I'm like, one and done, baby. Now it's, and now it's, I have to suffer through three. Three. You don't have to win them. You just have to play them. Also, this... Question was asked a lot. Can you use rental teams? No, you cannot. You have to use your own team. You cannot use a rental team. It is considered an official tournament. Um, that's also why you can only register for one NSO or whatever, one Switch account. Because um, it, uh, it is an official tournament. Uh, make sure you sign up. This, this month is for Articuno. And you'll have to do this all over again in March for Zapdos. And then you'll have to do this all over again in, in 
whatever comes after March, April for Maltrace. <laughs> <laughs> Dates. So even though you sign up for this one, you'll have to sign up for the second. You'll have to sign up for all three, and then you'll have to do you'll have to do um, the three matches this weekend, the three matches that weekend, the three matches, so yep. nine matches. And total. then May is my birthday tournament. Yes, right, where you're only allowed to use Roselia. And yep. the, the reward is the is giving uh, ball, me gifts. ball guy luxury ball shirt. The lack of luxury ball products. And my ability to make luxury balls in Legends Arceus is currently the biggest stressor I have in my life. That is not true, but it is. That's one in of the them. DLC, buddy. It better be. Yeah, it's when they had Char- just Charizard and luxury balls, nineteen ninety nine. Charizard and gold deposits to make luxury balls. No Charmander, no Charmeleon. Just you Charizard. have to melt down nuggets. Only you Alpha can't Charizard. Turn them in. You melt nuggets are a thing to make luxury balls. Uh, final bit of news before we take a break is uh, Brilliant Stars is coming out on February 25th. That is the official release date of the newest TCG and set. And yet, somebody I know uh-huh. opened some, <gasps> and it's not the 25th. It is not. Yes, I did have an embargo from the Pokemon company. They did full disclosure. The Pokemon company sent me a box of Brilliant Stars. No gas. I followed somebody the embargo. broke street date? No, I somebody don't. broke street date. <laughs> now this somebody weekend was decided pre- to play. I called Lucy Goosey with the rules this, and the laws. This weekend was pre-release weekend, I'm sure. So there's a lot Lord, of people. Lord yeah. Streamer was like, nothing applies to me. It was I'm pre- going to call my friends at Nintendo and break street date. <laughs> it was pre-release weekend, so I was allowed to open it. You can get the build and battle boxes early. I think they sell them at like GameStop or something. I really thought you were going to say build a bear. And I was like, what does that have to do with this? <laughs> so you can now go to Build-A-Bear and buy cards. And buy cards. I wouldn't be surprised if that was our future. <laughs> and then you could take the Charizard and put it as the heart of your Vaporeon. Um, did we? I think we talked about set sizes last week. Uh, so Brilliant yes. Stars is about 170 cards, which is the smallest mm-hmm. set for the Sword and Shield series. Uh, a lot of Ever. these other sets were like 190, 200. Fusion Strike was like 270. It was disgusting. Uh, that's way too many cards. I, I do like to give the spotlight. I do like to recommend when sets feel good initially. I think um, like when Champion's Path came out, it had like a bunch of like buzz and stuff because there was a Charizard in that set. But uh, Mick Champion's Path was actually kind of terrible to open because all you got was Machamp like nonstop. And it was not a great set overall, even though it had a lot of buzz. I think the celebrations, even though it's a pretty small set, I think it's like 60 cards. I do think that if you can find celebrations in stores at like a Target or something, I do think it's worth buying, even if you're not like a huge TCG person. I think they're just genuinely fun to open and collect. Um, And I'm getting that vibe from Brilliant Stars. Uh, I think because the set isn't huge, it's not 200 plus cards. uh, And there there is some really great cards like Arceus uh, is fantastic art. There are Charizards in the set. Take it for what it's worth. I mean that they're gonna they're gonna be valuable no matter what. But there's also like really good cards competitively, like Lumineon, which is just a copy of like Tapu Lele GX from the Alola. Just a very good card. So I think between the set the, the sense of having competitive cards and having expensive char like competitive would be Lumineon, expensive would be Charizard, fun to collect would be like Arceus and some other stuff. Uh, I think this is maybe a set that you might want to, if you don't collect cards, you might want to go to like Target if you can find it 
and maybe just pick up an ETB for like 40 bucks. And I genuinely think you'd probably have a pretty okay time opening it. I mean, I can't say like a great time because you could get like <laughs> the worst booster packs ever and hopefully you don't. But ideally, you know, if you get two or three like hits out of a $40 uh, ETB elite trainer box, um, I think you'd be pretty satisfied with your money. I know very little about the TCG, but this Cynthia's Ambition card is amazing. Oh, yeah. That's another fun thing about this set is there's um, there you have a chance of getting two good cards in a set. So they always put like, they, they, oh, I have. Oh, well, this is this is bad for audio. I'm going to spoil something for our, our video. So they, they come with the code cards, right? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You can see that yep. they have a white border and a black border. So you mm. can actually spoil yes. the booster pack for yourself because if it has a black border, it means that it's going to be really good. And if you have a white border, you just got like a trash booster pack. Also, the sun just came out. And... What? We're good. We're good. We're good. I just had a... Okay. So even, even in a white one, which is bad... Uh, even in a white one, which is bad, you can still get the really fancy trainer. Um, and so they have these really gorgeous trainer cards in the set, and they can even appear in the white ones. They're called, I think they're called trainer rares, um, but they have like a specific number. It'll say TG30. So there's like 30 of these. So here's, this is really bad for our audio podcast. I'm sorry. This is mm. Bill, Bill, and, Bill and Evie. And then um, I'll just show one more. Here is uh, Blue and Vaporeon. So not only do they have like your your very your Charizards, your Arceuses, your uh, Luminions, they have these these really great trainer cards that are really fun to collect as well. So, so I'm looking online, and every version of Cynthia's Ambition is better. And I want I I don't want the cards, but I want this one. You want just so you're just, like one of those Pokemon card collector weirdos that only collects like one pokemon like i want every starly that's ever been printed. you want one every cynthia's ambition that's ever yeah been made. that that out of this set heck yeah this card looks cool i've met those people at tournaments you know the tournaments that i don't like lose round one and then leave right away but mm-hmm. i've definitely met people oh, they the open. ones that you don't have a hizzy fit and hang around for yeah 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 kenosha remind you kenosha where like they open their binder and it's like just all goomy or like mm-hmm. all like mill tank or something, <laughs> and they're like, "Do you have any mill tank cards? I'll trade you whatever." And it's like, y- "Yeah, I guess." Do you know? You know which TCG folks are even better than those folks? It's the ones, the kids. They start out with a pack wrapper, and then they trade that for like a really bad common, and then they try to trade that for like a slightly better common, and they try to see where if they can go from a pack wrapper up to like a really good card through trade if they can go from a safety pin to getting a house yes mm. yes pokemon version of that you know what i wanted to do no one steal this no one no one's allowed to steal this tm 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 what i want to do yeah this is trademark i want to i want to <laughs> go to japan and i want to try to finish some of my Japanese sets by trading with people in Japan and have both English and Japanese cards and like, like, uh, like base. So in in Japan they released Sword and then they released Shield. They're two different sets and each set had eighty cards. Um, and then in America they released Sword and Shield, which is like two hundred and thirteen cards or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and for both sword and for shield, I'm missing like six cards each, and they're like the rainbow rare cards. But I have duplicate rainbow rares. So I'm really only missing like 12 cards to complete the set. And like, I guess the easy thing to do is just like go on eBay and just like, here are the six cards I'm missing and add you them to my You know car. people in Japan. You could literally say, hey, minions. No, but like, forth and the, cool find thing, the cool thing about Japan is because they have so many Pokemon centers and because they are always doing tournaments, they're like Tuesday night tournaments, Thursday night tournaments, Saturday morning tournaments, Sunday morning tournaments. And like, you don't have to go to some obscure card shop, right? You just go to a Pokemon center. They have the tournament area where the where people are playing cards and be like, I have all these like, I think the the interesting thing would be like, how, can I conduct a trade? <laughs> Look, I almost got abducted by Here, a cult. Here's all you need. I didn't know any Japanese. Is sumimasen rainbow deaths? <laughs> all you need. sumimasen rainbow deaths, and they will take it from there. Sumimasen lizard man. But that would be, I would want to try to complete the sets I'm missing. That would be really great. Uh, okay. I mean, if you have a month to spend in Japan, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be, that would be a full series. Okay. So we're going to take a break. Uh, when we get back from our break, we're going to talk about legends. Uh, there's a little bit of news regarding legends. And, there's a patch and I don't know what it did. Uh, I can tell you what the patch did. Uh, so we will take a break and we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Every Plate. So Every Plate cuts out the trips to the grocery store. It's And all the stress that comes with meal planning, you can just enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. Every Plate makes it easy and affordable to cook hearty, healthy, family-pleasing meals. I am sure we'll hear about spicy chicken soon. So work smarter, not harder. Let every plate plan, shop, and deliver everything you need to cook delicious meal at a consistently low price. You said spicy chicken. I had spicy chicken, Greg. You you said you were doubling your spicy chicken to have all the spicy chicken. We did, yes. No. No. No bones in the spicy we, chicken. We, we learned there's, this is a no bones house. No bones house. No, but it does have spice. Well, it does have it. <laughs> yeah, I love. So every plate's great because when you go in every week, you can change. They'll they'll have, they'll have like um like maybe different like twelve meals, and you can you can add or subtract. So when it was the week of the spicy chicken, I was like plus 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 plus. I was like increase <laughs> as much as possible. We had spicy chicken last night. It was great. It was fantastic. I uh, okay. You had spicy chicken for lunch and spicy chicken for dinner. Can I tell? Can I? Maybe every plate doesn't want us to say this. Irene messed up in every plate. She, what? She messed it up. But here's the thing. That it was still great. Every plate still slapped. It was still good. <laughs> she was like, "I'm so sorry, I messed this up." And I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." My mouth is full. I'm shoving the food in. I was like, this is fantastic. Try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code supereffective179. Once again, that's everyplate.com and enter code supereffective179. That's up to a $104 value. Yeah. How much spicy chicken? You would be and eating the, and, and saving and, and, the, uh, and the other or, things that they offer. They have a lot of other things than <laughs> spicy chicken. I want to stress that I've looked at the website. There are a lot of other wonderful looking options. 
because Captain Bland Eat One Thing only suggests spicy chicken, you are not limited to that. Every plate has a lot to offer. <laughs> they got a lot going on. Like, I'm just... Their spicy chicken's just a banger. And we are back from our break. All right. Let's talk about Pokemon Legends. That's what people want to hear about. People also want to what hear about... What did the patch do? Oh, do you, well, I don't have the patch up in front of me right now. What? Look, I, I, we, we could, we'll talk about the patch in a second. I got this. Don't You're throwing me off my rhythm, Greg. People you never have a rhythm. People want to hear about Pokemon Legends. They also want to hear about IGN. This is off IGN. That was the transition. Whoever wants to hear anything off of IGN? Hey, look, this is just the news article I'm reporting on here. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo has announced that Pokemon Legends Arceus has sold 6.5 million copies in its first week of release. Wow. Um, they, they tweeted about this. Nintendo of America tweeted about this. So this is the fastest-selling mainline Switch Pokemon game, which I think has been lost in translation here. I've been seeing on the internet this this is the fastest-selling Pokemon game ever. Is the mm. fastest selling mm. Switch Pokemon mm. game ever. And it's not really by much, but um, Arceus has outpaced both Pokemon Sword and Shield and Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl in their first week of sales. The latest mainline games and the DS remakes managed to sell 6 million copies. And this sold 6.5 million copies. Um, I don't remember how much Let's Go. They don't have Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee here. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are the ninth best-selling Switch games of all time currently. That's a bummer. Uh, let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee are the eighth best-selling Switch games of all time. Sword and Shield are the fifth best-selling Switch games of all time. So it is still unsure at the moment if Arceus will get up to that point. Arceus is the second fastest-selling Switch game of all time with Animal Crossing New Horizons being number mm. one. I actually think Sword and Shield was number one until Animal Crossing. That makes I sense. I think I remember correctly. Wait, I left Animal Crossing to play what Pokemon? Did it, Animal Crossing did not come out before Sword and Shield. Yeah, but I literally, I left one of these to go play. Oh, probably the, the DLC. DLC. The DLC. Oh, the DLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I wrote my standard mayor note. Y'all, you're on your own. Uh, you're on I, your own. There's a better thing to do. Bye, Hazel. You ruined my town. I hate you forever. Bye. It's like really weird because they like it's it's not weird to this article. Maybe it is weird to this article because the article says like the first week, a week is seven days. Legends sold six point five million in seven days, but they, <laughs> later on in this article it says. Animal Crossing New Horizons became the fastest seller with 11.77 million copies in 11 days. I don't know why 11 was like the threshold here. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did it sell in seven days? Uh, that would be a good yeah. comparison. Not that many. Uh, but yeah, I, do, I don't think anything is going to pass. I, I'm still curious, and we'll never know, of course, because it's not every year you get a global pandemic. But I am curious of how... I mean, it could be. Maybe, yeah, maybe at this rate it could be. I'm just curious, <laughs> the timing of lockdowns for the world, the timing of COVID worldwide, and then the timing of Animal Crossing, that had to it, play a factor, right? Oh, it, it was a perfect helped, storm. 
Animal Crossing is a very popular game. Yes. Just, you, just, you can't discount that. No. If they ever combine these two, the world will stop. Oh, if they, like, are you saying, like, a Pokemon Animal Crossing? Yeah. They merge those together? They merge those two together. That's like mm. when Nintendo's like, we are about to go bankrupt. Release the gold. That will come flying into stores, and they will be saved forever. Yeah. That would be that. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm curious, because we know that they released two copies of a game, right? Red and blue, gold and silver, ruby and sapphire. At times, not every time. Yes, go Sword, on. Sword and shield. And you look at, you look at games like Emerald or Crystal, and they do not sell particularly well compared to their counterparts. The exception to that was Pokemon Yellow sold incredibly well. I think it sold like 17 million copies or something insane eh, like that. That was timing. Yeah. Well, that was also because they're like, hey, the it's anime. the anime, but yeah. in game form. Yeah. Timing on that was really good. I mean, Red and Blue were already hot, hot, hot. See, the thing is, it took a while for Red and Blue to get to boil. And when it was at boil, that's when Yellow came out. Yep. So everybody's like, I'm going to get the new Pokemon. I'm going to get the one with Pikachu on the cover. Yeah. And then uh, this time with Jesse and Jane. Leading up to Legends, specifically after the fact that they showed Irida and Adamant, I kind of thought to myself, and we talked about this, why didn't they just pull a Ruby and Sapphire? You put one in one version, you put one in the other. At the end of the day, they're similar. Game's been out for two weeks. We already talked about up to credits, but up to credits, you do pick one of the two. You pick mm -hmm. them very last minute, and it really... Spoiler, doesn't matter which one you pick. Uh, True. I disagree. True. <laughs> there was well, no I mean, way I was not traveling in my time of need without my boyfriend at my side. Thank you very much. That choice I was very that. important. Yes. I mean, at the end of the game, you're still getting Dialga. You're still getting Palkia. You're still getting both uh, centaur orbs or whatever, they, whatever those are. They're, <laughs> they're globes. <laughs> So you're you're not like you can't get any globes. Well, once once you get credits, you just have to go to their respective camps and then talk to them, and then oh, they give you the orb. They ask so much of me. I've got to go to them. I just saved the world. They can't and, come to me. No. And they, they have to go stand looking off into the horizon. Like, what choices have I made that brought us here? And you have to battle them. And some That's somewhere fine. lost in this game, in a game where they're like, ah, no one likes the Pokemon battle. I'm scared of you, dude. Give me a Wurmple. Blah. These <laughs> leaders that you, that uh, communities, religious communities, look up to. These leaders that are also Pokemon trainers still do not know how a formal battle works. When you fight Adam in post game, he's like, "Here's like five Pokemon. Pick which one you Look, want to attack." Like, no man, formal battles don't exist. One you're, at a time. You're asking. You're asking. at a time. Get your you're Eevee asking. out of here. Pull him away. <laughs> you are asking a primitive culture to establish formalized rules for a thing that's never happened before. The real issue is you, who came from a different Pokemon universe, yeah. where it was one at a time or two at a time are like holding to your old ways right. rather than adapting right. to the situation in you front are, of you. This is, <laughs> Let the, me this is the one them. chance. Let me send out one... three Pokemon. Look, 
This is the one time that Will's colonizer argument actually works. Look, let's rotation battle. Make it happen. I don't know. (laughs) Triple battle. Rotation. Rotation. What? At least. At least in the the trials in Alola. The. the When you're when you're fighting Totem Lorantis, Lorantis isn't a Pokemon trainer. So when like uh when like Cherum or whatever Comfey <laughs> comes out of nowhere, you're like, ah, you know, primitive Pokemon. There are no rules. There's no one bossing you around. Adamin is over here telling three Pokemon when you fight Sabby or whatever her name is, she's like, Cheryl. challenge me, I'm the best. Here's an Electivire, a Rhyperior, and a Magmortar, all in this hallway, and you're like Girl, I got a glammy out right now. Like, wait, <laughs> can I can I send out my buizel too? Is that okay? Video game. Your I mean, lack of being prepared and be your odd. strict mindset of I can only send one thing out holds you back, but also proves to them that you are a strong trainer that mm-hmm. you can take mm-hmm. on their full force <laughs> with your puny locked in step brain patterns. That's how you win. Plus. They don't know how to raise their Pokemon evenly. They've turned off XP share because they'll send out a level 5,000 Glaceon and then two level 2 Eevees. They're like, this is fair. Well, yeah, like in, in the battle with Sabi, it was like Electivire was 30, Magmortar was 30, and Rhyperior was 65. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they don't know how to raise, they don't know what levels are. They don't know how to raise anything. They're, you they're- are here to say, this is what an Elite Four is. I'm going to take over this mountain. All of the trainers in this game that send out like six Pokemon, they're like the 12 year old version of you where you like <laughs> of you. you only power up your starter and then you have just a bunch of filler Pokemon because <laughs> you like don't want to level them up. The only difference is like the 12 year old version of you is restricted to use one at a time and they're like, ah, just send them all out at once. Just whatever. So, Here see, they are. This is the Pokemon company. Because so many people complained, so many Will Andersons out there were like, <laughs> I hate the fact that they have enforced experience share. Now they're like, well, look at what the world would look like if we yeah. didn't force you to use experience yeah, this share. This is what happens. Look at these rubes and their poor Pokemon choices and levels. This you just could call them be Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my new series what i was going back to is it's still slightly weird that they didn't just do the thing of releasing two versions like okay that that was a kind of a risk in itself to put like like they they know right they know the the amount of fans that buy two versions okay so you're 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 positing two things that are incorrect number one People don't buy the emeralds, the platinums, because they say, I already played this game in the two-version form. There is no predecessor game to this. Number two, I I will continue to argue that this goes back to they introduced so many changes that if they had had that one extra level of complexity, it would have turned people off. House of cards. Falling apart. Also, they can sell us a second version in November. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, right. They could. Pokemon I mean, they Legends will. Giratina. I guarantee it. This coming. is the fastest selling game they got. They got. They are like everybody working from home. You are triple overtime because we gotta get another game out because we do not have Gen Nine ready. Kind of didn't think about. Go that. go 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 go. Because they did. They did that when when Sun and Moon came out. It had to come out because it was the twentieth anniversary, right? Like like they couldn't miss that date. They couldn't extend that any any farther. It had to come out. 
They had Pokemon Go that year. They were riding that Pokemon Go wave. They had to ship that game. And then it was, what, September or August where they announced Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. And it was like, this game is coming out 364 days after Sun and Moon. Not even a full year. We are we are moving this game out. And that game is better, right? Everything except for the story, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, better game. Mechanically better, story lacking. Yeah. The story is the only downfall in that what, game. One would argue that makes that game worse, but go on. I mean, to be fair, there is a point where the Ultra Recon Squad were very obsessed with the Furfru. I would say mm, that's a pretty I, good story in itself. I, I mean, there are high points. There are definitely high points sure. in that story. It's like saying there are high points in Buffy Season 6. It's still a bad season. Hey, 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 with your hot takes. <laughs> but you're right. They could, they could, just, they could just put out a, yeah. a, an ultimate version of Legends. They could do this. They, I didn't think absolutely. about this. We've added, we've added 400 more Pokemon for you to collect. Same story, because that's how we do third versions. And think? have fun. So, so Sword and Shield is the second best-selling Pokemon game of all time. It did it officially passed Gold and Silver, you know, a couple weeks ago when they released sales numbers. Those um, games can go in the dust. Do you really think that it was? There was some hesitation, like, like the difference between six million copies and six point five million copies in the first week. Not a lot. I mean, a half a million is a lot, but. It's quite quite yeah, a few. Like yes, half a million is a lot. Half a million viewers, that half, would be a big change. Okay, half a million is a lot to other franchises. I would not say it's a lot to Pokemon. Uh that's like that's like oh, all of what Conquest sold. Like, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder if if there wasn't such bad press. Even even if you were like, well, it was just limited to Reddit, it was just limited to Twitter. Like, it still did make it to like Polygon and IGN and like these websites that like Look, casual fans read. These websites that literally drag the internet for any hint of a story because they have to get four stories out a day is not like a rigging thing. Like, mm -hmm. oh, because they reported on it until Forbes or Newsweek's reports on it. Because those people have a lot to do. I'm pretty it's sure just Forbes and Newsweek did report on it. Those are not trash. But but we <laughs> but I I've said this and I stand by this. I said this back. You know, after everything is said and done, and how how mad the internet was for Sword and Shield, specifically like the national decks, the like recycled graphics. Even though if you look at Legends, all the of the all of those like faces that they use in Legends are literally the same faces that were programmed in Sword and Shield. Right? Like they made Pokemon models, they made character models. Like, these things were copy and pasted throughout all the games, and that's fine. That's normal. Like, animation studios do this all the time as well. Um, like, the copy and pasting of the facial animations that you see in Legends is... Like, no one brought that up, right? The, the lack of breeding in Legends. No one really brought that no, up and I complained brought, about I it. brought that up. Yes. The, uh, there, we can always find a handful of people, but, like, the overall, like... <laughs> The, the general population. The general, yeah. general what, population. what you hear about a game. like, And the reason I bring up breeding is because that was brought up for Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. Like, people did, like, there's no breeding in this game? Like, what? And no one really talked about, one, 
the lack of a national dex in this game, and two, that this is a very small Pokedex compared to other Pokemon games. Like, these things that were complaints about Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee and Sword and Shield did not apply to this game. The only thing that really stood out was, wow, this game looked bad graphically. And it does. Like, there are moments in well, the game where but, it looks I good. Mean, but there are... We also didn't hear those things about other games, like Ranger, and other things where people mm -hmm. didn't know what it was. It didn't have a set formula. They didn't know what to expect. Nobody says, like, oh, it's a small Pokedex in, in Mystery Dungeon, because they don't view those in the same lens. They don't say, it's got 25 years of history. This is what I expect. Arceus came in with a lot of people saying, I have no idea what this is. Yep. Also, have they said at all that there are any plans to connect this to Pokemon Home? They did. They did. They said okay. they did when they announced it that there will be Pokemon Home compatibility in 2022. That was, it was said at the same it, time. They and, said it just like they said sleep, and we'll promptly forget <laughs> it, and it will go into the dustbin. Okay, we already talked about sleep has been added to Pokemon Go like a month ago. It will eventually come. What? How did I miss that? Did we not talk about it on the show? No, we didn't. No. Oh. Oh, my bad. Uh, well, we can, we can, this is what happens when you don't share your notes with us. He's got no notes. Come on now. There was, uh, we, hold on. Can we finish the legends talk and we can go to the yeah. sleep talk? <laughs> I mean, I, I can't imagine sleep top is going to be very long, but yeah, go. I, I don't believe that there's like a paralysis, but maybe there is of somebody walking into the store thinking like, I want to buy a Pokemon game and going like, should I get the one with the shield dog or do I get the one with the sword dog? Although. I will say, you know, when I'm streaming on Twitch and people come in and they're like, I'm curious of what Pokemon game to get. Which one is the better one? It's like, no, they're exactly the same. Shield dog. They're not exactly the same. One has Oddish and one does not. <laughs> yeah, there's like so uh, many reasons why Shield one. is better. But maybe that's paralysis for some people. Maybe they're like, oh, there's like 15 different Pokemon. I don't know which one to get. But that's not like Look, choice paralysis is real. Go shopping with my husband. You will see what choice paralysis is. Do you think, like in my head, I, I think they do one version because you do not need to trade. You can get all 240 Pokemon without trading anyone. They did the item thing. They No trade evolutions. No version exclusives. Kind of the first time they did this for a main. This is the first time they've done this for a main. And now it's selling incredibly well. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's selling incredibly well because of trade evolutions or because of version exclusives. <laughs> I think it's selling incredibly well because they they found a great formula that worked. And I think that Let's Go and Sword and Shield also had really good openings to their game too and had like once people played them they enjoyed it. Like there were some people that were very against motion control for Let's Go or some people that were very burnt out for Kanto, but I think the people who were not burnt out for Kanto and could get over the motion control was like, this is a very delightful game. I mean, I'm both of those and I still liked the game. And then for Sword and Shield, once people got over the fact that, okay, not all the Pokemon are in and the game is, uh, story is not that great. I think the new Pokemon and the multiplayer stuff that they added to Sword and Shield is really great and convinced people to buy it. And I think Legends has done this well of like, Hey, the catching Pokemon is extremely fun. It's extremely addictive. And the open worldness of this game is extremely great. I'm curious, though, if Legends runs out of steam, sold incredibly well, obviously, to be the second fastest selling Switch game. But 
if they announce DLC, does that pick it up? Do they not announce DLC and announce a second version, like an ultra version? I mean, we were, I will say this, we were surprised that there was a DLC for Snap and we got a DLC for Snap. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I am no longer writing off them doing a DLC for a game, especially one that sells really well. I Do I think it needs one? No. Do I think there'll probably be one? Yeah, they're going to capitalize on this and bring people back. I think Agreed. the thing about this is, unlike Snap, where completing the picture decks just felt very much out of your control in a lot of ways, like you had to know the secrets to be able to get the thing to do the thing to program it. This is, uh, I can go out and collect things, and I've got very specific things to do, but I know where those are, I know how to get to them, and there's a few things that are rare, but... I feel much more in control of my environment than Snap does. I don't disagree with what you said. I, I look at how many copies that Sword and Shield sold, 25 million. A lot. Like, no other Pokemon game has done this since Gold and Silver. <laughs> like, incredible, right? Does mm -hmm. Legends get to that point? Is it that good that it gets to that point? Because Sword and Shield has a lot more things going for it, right? Not only does it have two well, versions I, and some people are buying two versions, but it has a complete and the best competitive experience ever. It has breeding. It has a multiplayer aspect to it of like, hey, Dynamax Adventure is really great. You should pick up this game. We should do it together. Um, obviously, like, Max Raid Battles probably have fallen off because not many people are playing, but like, does Legends get to 25 million? I think one of the big contributors to Sword and Shield that is very hard to compare against other Pokemon games is the subsequent was an add-on. So it's like once Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon came out, if you were looking for a new Pokemon game, you stopped buying Sun and Moon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if Legends Arceus in this fall has a, an add-on, then yes. It will have continued to have because next Christmas comes around. There are kids out there who don't have a Pokemon game and someone will say, all right, I'm getting you the Pokemon game for Christmas. But if there's a new anything, Gen 9 or anything, it will cut off the sales of Pokemon Legends Arceus. And then it'll just be the people who are looking for it that will continue to buy it. I am starting to think, though, that Legends doesn't have the legs that another Pokemon game has. Like you can like you ha you have two things in Legends right off the bat, right? You have what Arceus tells you right at the start of the game: complete the Pokedex to find me. Okay, cool. And then you have the the story, and then you get credits. And I think where they run credits is a bad spot. I still yep. I still think that. Um, and again, we only know this from looking at like Xbox trophies or PlayStation achievements. Not a lot of people finish games, and if mm -hmm. they do finish games, you can look at like the trophies or the achievements and go, "Oh, they didn't like they literally stopped when they got credit." And so we know just based off of that that just gamers when they get credits, unless they're hardcore, unless they're really into the series. Which you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you watch Twitch streams, you're obsessed with YouTube. Pokemon content on YouTube, you're a hardcore fan, but there are also just the fans that go in, they buy a Pokemon game, they get credits, or they buy whatever, they move on to the next game. 
That's not that there's anything wrong with that. That's that's how I am as a Zelda fan. Like I will buy every Zelda game as soon as I see credits in that game. I'm done. Like I, <laughs> bye. And that's like I love Zelda. It's just I I don't care about collecting the Korok seeds. I don't care about getting every single heart piece. I don't care about getting every mask and like. I when I go to beat giant pig at the end of video game and I get credits, I am now closing that book. If I wanted to do something before credits, I would have done it. Like I want to do the side mission, but I don't want to do it after I beat giant pig. I'm I'm done with the game at that point. And I think there are Pokemon fans like that. I'm doing everything. Oh, I Oh, there's to do. a lot of Pokemon fans like mm-hmm. that. And then when I go to uh, ramen packet, either Dialga or Palkia, once those credits run. I'm moving on. FYI, he means bombs. Yes. Bombs. Uh, People get confused. There Here's are the thing. I probably... Think, sorry, go ahead. I just think that the numbers are going to be hurt because we're not near a holiday. Yes, agreed. We Valentine's? Are at, get, get Legends Arceus for Valentine's. <laughs> yes, we are near a holiday. We're near Valentine's Day. Hey, you know, that's St. Patrick's Day. Day sales, really. St. Patrick's Day sales. I think... Which makes me think that there will be a DLC towards the end of the year to reinvigorate sales close to that holiday. The bigger question is, is uh, are they going to release something else at the end of this year? And that is that is the big question reasons. mark. Yeah. And it can't be Legends. It's just that game has no abilities. Right. It has no held items. It has, like, can't be that. So, I, I, like, I like how you, like... Make that determination. They have to. They have to. They don't have to do anything. If they don't, they fail. Well, they don't. No, they'll just keep doing Sword and Shield for competitive. (laughs) Yeah, they could. They could. I Um, mean, they could just do a minor Legends update where the, like, 20 new Legends Pokemon can go into They could do that, I I guess. Yeah, they could do a lot. I mean, it it really. They just have to have a plan for Legends. They have to have a plan for competitive after August, and they don't right now. They have to have a plan. They also have to be planning now because this is selling really well. It's hard to say what what they had in the hopper, what this gives relief for, and what what it doesn't. So depending on where the anime and products are and stuff for whatever Gen 9 is going to be, this could be, we have relief. So let's do a Will Anderson idea of a competitive-specific competitive game Mm-hmm. Move competitive there for a year. Give us some breathing time on Gen 9. Do a DLC. Like, it's hard to predict exactly what the calendar looks like uh, and how much pressure they get by having this game be so successful. Like, where does that release things? If it releases things at all. I do think as well as this game is selling that we will that we will see something to reinvigorate the sales for this holiday for this holiday season. Yeah, I for think the, so for too. the coming holiday season, yeah. sure. I, I just think that I I feel like Legends to me has the same this is not like a bad thing and, and by no means do I think Legends is a bad game. I think it's incredible. Legends to me kind of has the same feel that Pokémon Snap did where you can go through it you can have an incredibly great time. You can get to credits and you can feel like your your $60 was well spent. And you kind of have to be a pretty hardcore fan to want to go and find the rest of the Pokemon in that Pokemon Snap decks. And then you have to be an even more of a hardcore fan to be like, I want to try to get every picture 
And then you have to be an even more, 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 more of a hardcore fan to be like, I want to four star all of these pictures. And I feel like Legends has that same feel. Like you can I go think... through, you can have a great time. You see yeah. credits. Now you have to be like a kind of a hardcore fan to complete your Pokedex. But you I, have a reason to complete your Pokedex for Legends. I disagree in a little bit in the fact that shortly after credits, you get introduced to another quest line really quick. There's not a lot of space between when credits end and mm. somebody comes to you and say, hey, there's a lot more to do. I think much like a lot of quote-unquote main series games where there's a gap between people telling you where to go next, I don't. I think Legends is smart and says, hey, there's there's a lot more to do. This person's right here telling you, let's go do this. And I think it's easier to get drawn into the post-game in this series than it is in other things. But I think the thing they're asking you is still a big ask. And, and like, completing a Pokedex, even though it's 240, is a big ask. And Well, the way this po- Pokedex goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, but the way to fill the Pokedex is much more enjoyable and much yes, more. Like, yes. It is genuinely yes. fun to go out there and catch. So like yeah, the, I mean, the loop they created is incredibly addictive. So they have that going for them. But the loop they created in Snap to get all the things to show up is not always fun. Yes. But like, maybe, there are maybe some I'm of just, those that I'm like, nah, dog, maybe, I'm done. Maybe I'm just bad at Pokemon. But, you know, it's game's been out for over two weeks, and I have not penned, like, get 10 to everything yet. I haven't seen all the Pokemon. Like, I haven't seen Landorus. Well, or what's Thunderous. the rush, dude? It's not a rush, but, like, it, it's not a rush. It's just still asking a player to do a lot. Uh, for a player to enjoy the game for an extended period of time to get the value for the dollar they spent, yes. Yeah, but let's let's <laughs> let's say. I I think I mean I, I I still think if you don't complete your Pokedex and you go through the game, I still think it's worth sixty bucks. I still think it's super oh absolutely. Enjoyable. If you complete your Pokedex, if if even if you got ten to everything, your the next step is to like perfect it, which is a lot to ask. I keep saying a lot to ask, but it is a lot to ask. Like, what else do you do at that point? If you perfected your decks, your the the default answer is like, well, just shiny hunt. Okay, well, yeah, but not everyone's super into shiny hunting. And in Sword and Shield, you could be like, well, just shiny hunt. Well, yeah, but if I don't like shiny hunting, I can go to the battle tower. Or the other great thing that I think people are forgetting with Sword and Shield is I can do max raid battles with friends. I can do Dynamax yeah. Adventure with friends. I can... I and they had events like they had an event once a month. Like, hey, it's Waylord this month. Hey, it's Clefable this month. There's there's a reason to come back to that. Legends has none of that. It has it just doesn't. And so like, well, what does this game look like in two months? What does it look no, like in three months? It has none of it now. I mean, but, it's, but been also, only, it's been two weeks. Like we not, don't know. Not every game has to have long legs. Correct. Some games. Yeah, I mean, Snap did not have long done. legs. That's okay. And yeah, they could easily say that this is this is all you're getting. I I don't think they will because of the sales numbers, but I I do think it's okay if people walk away and then something draws them back and be like, this is a cool event because a lot of people walked away from Sword and Shield and came back when other things happened. Mm-hmm. Some of them never came back till the DLC happened, and that was a huge chunk of time. And Sword and Shield got a big got. Huge legs, yeah. and then for 
that that holiday season, it was like buy this and all the expansions in one, and like it was a great selling point. So we could see in the summer, like here's the Arceus DLC, and then at the holiday, here's the bundled game, the DLC and the main game together. Like these are all possibilities. It's it's just really hard to predict. I think we all knew what would happen if the game sold poorly. It'd be a one and done. Now that the mm-hmm. game is selling really well, it's very hard to predict how they're going to capitalize on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm glad it's selling well. It's it's one of the best Pokemon experiences out there. I just I just don't think it's one of the fullest Pokemon experiences out there. No, but I don't but think it, it was ever built to be. to be that. Yeah, either. Yeah, yeah, I think people went in with the expectation that this was going to be like a ranger or a mystery dungeon like it's going to be its own unique thing it's going to have its own unique feel to it and people didn't put as much expectational weight on this game as they did on like sword and shield well i know somebody who went into it saying well this is going to be like let's go pikachu let's go eevee it's a small experience and you're done and you're done and (laughs) It's a bit bigger than let's <laughs> yeah, go Pikachu, let's go Eevee. It so. is a bit bigger, but it's not as People big as People have been wrong in the past. Yeah. Not me. Yes, um, you have. Hey, the uh, the update, just the main thing that the update did was it fixed Cherum. I haven't seen a Cherum yet. Well, <laughs> Cherum is very rare. So the, there was a bug with Cherum. If Cherum popped out of a tree, and Cherum has two forms, it has like depressed form and then like sunshine form. Emo form. Emo form and happy and form. And therapy form. Yes. If, yes. If Cherum transformed during your battle, its catch rate became zero. It became impossible oh. to catch when it transformed. <laughs> nice. So nice. They, they patched that. They fixed that. Um, there was like some other bug fixes that they didn't like specifically say. So that was the main thing they fixed in this update. The other minor thing that they fixed, but they didn't actually tell anyone about, is when a distortion pops up on the map, there's like a small white circle that appears, and you can actually see it count down. So you can see how much time oh. is left in the distortion. They added that, but it wasn't in the patch notes. Um, and it's like helpful. It's just very hard to see. Um, you have to zoom into the map all the way, and even then, it's like not really clear, but it's there if you want to see how much time is left on the distortion. If you can find a distortion. Did they change how Pokemon go into pastures, or am I just not paying enough attention? Go into pastures? Yeah, because it's always going to first box, but some are showing up in way later boxes after I've caught them. Really? Yeah. And I don't know if that's just me not paying enough attention and I'm making Mm. that up. Um, but there's there's been a number of times when I'm like, oh, it's gonna be in the first few, and I'm like, no, it's not. It's where I stopped looking at like sixteen. And I don't know if that's just me. Mm. It could be. Well, I, I haven't moved any around, so mine always just append at the end. Yeah. The, the next I've, box I've, I haven't along. noticed that. Will, uh, other people had your Wurmple problem. There's tons of other people that their Wurmple has not evolved either. Okay, okay, okay. I am six star now. Congratulations to me, because that's a lot of work. And I just got on the blackboard a quest saying Cascoon or whatever is evolving. <laughs> Check the evolution. Go talk to Bojean. Did you 
Did you have both a Cascoon and a Silicoon registered in your decks? Is that no, a trigger? No, I had not, had, hadn't caught any. So I think I, I think that may be it. Because I, I did bet catch that's it. it. I caught a Cascoon this morning, and then that's when it popped up. And it up. popped up. Yeah, there was a bunch of people after the episode that was like, well, oh, Well, yeah, certain yeah, yeah, yeah. people didn't make me rush through the game, and I could have <laughs> casually you grazed wanted, the... You wanted to be on. Oh, that's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to be a part of this experience. <laughs> Hey, uh, we talk about, um, I want to, I want to do the last 30 minutes for, for Twitch chat and questions like that. So, uh, before we take our final break, the data miners for Pogo, they're the ones that are like, oh, new stickers are being added. Oh, like Flabebe Floet is like the new Pokemon for Valentine's Day. Like Niantic or most, most game developers will have to push like a seed early because it needs to be approved by Apple and Google. And then once it's approved. Then they can like unlock it, um, and once that seed is sent out, seed being like the next yes. copy mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. who don't know. I know you guys know the data miners figure it all out. So over a month ago, it was like, yeah, I think it, I think it was the beginning of January. There was an update that was pushed that had data for Pokemon Sleep specifically oh. the um, the plus plus. You guys remember the. Mm-hmm. So there's the there's the Go Plus which the, there's the Pokemon oh, yeah, yeah, Go yeah, yeah. Plus yep, which yep, is yep. like the little like Pokeball with the button that you press and then when Let's Go Pikachu Let's Go Eevee came out they gave the Pokeball Plus which yes is auto so the only difference between the Pokeball Plus and the Pokemon the Pokemon Go Plus yes is that the Pokeball could auto spin stops if there was a Pokemon inside, and if there was a Pokemon inside, if you synced it with Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, you would get like nuggets and candy and that kind of stuff. That that works in Sword yeah. and Shield too. Yeah. Um, so you would get stuff for walking, but when you're like, this this is my problem as a hardcore Pokemon Go player is you got phone in one hand, you got Pokeball Plus in the other hand, and if you want a coffee, I don't have a third hand for that, and so it's like really hard to like hold both, right? And then the well, coffee. that's why you get a coin and a strap, <laughs> put it around the Pokeball Plus so the button is always pressed. But I still want to look at enjoy the screen, your right? Day. Like I still want to look at the screen. Well, but I then you've wanna... got coffee because your your Pokeball Plus is strapped up and hanging to your belt. You hold the coffee and your phone. And then that's auto catching. You might auto catch and fail shiny. Give yourself a fifteen minute break to enjoy oh. your coffee. Free of distraction. Look, Community Day doesn't give me a 15-minute break. So uh, it does. It's 17 days but, long. But, but wait, also we stopped at eight at B Dubs in the middle of. You can drink coffee in five minutes. I, I only. I mean, I come to the closest thing of auto catch because I just hold the ball in my hand. I never look at my phone, and I press like it gives me a little vibrate. I press. I still walked away with what twelve shinies yeah, you, you yesterday. What is this fear of auto catch missing a shiny? <laughs> okay, for a community day, it's like not that I big mean, of a deal, right? Because it's like gives away shinies for free. They are useless and worthless now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, what the, do you even care not if worth you anything. lose them? Yeah. The value of shinies way down, all time low. Um, but on like a Johto tour, right? You you want to check 
those Johto Pokemon maybe in a specific order. Okay, so here the Poke. This is I, who cares about Pokemon Sleep? No one cares about Pokemon Sleep. We care. We care. I care. I do. I'm a big fan of sleep. I love sleep. I care if I about can make Pokemon device. while I'm asleep that adds eight to nine hours of Pokemon playing. The the Poke the Pokeball Plus Plus or whatever they're calling it. The the device. It looks like a puck, right? I have a I have an anchor charger yeah. right here. I'm sorry, audio listeners. It, it and and it, it looks like this. The Pokeball Plus Plus. There's a button on the back, right? But the nice thing mm-hmm. about what this looks like, hopefully they haven't changed it, is it's like flat. So if I could put it on the back of my phone, right, it's not going to be magnetized. But if I'm holding the phone now, look at this. I can press that button, have coffee in, w- coffee in one hand, screen I'm still watching. But because it's, I can't, I can't do that with a, look, this is, look at, this is a disaster right here. I can't do that. I can't do this. This is, I am trying, as a professional Pokemon trainer, I am trying to find the right tools for the job. And I want this device. Who cares about Pokemon? So give me the plus plus. Give me the flat. Put it on the back of my foot. Press the button. Ah, I want to take. I want to. At some point, we need to delve into this professional part mm-hmm. of Pokemon player because I am going to argue hardcore against this premise. There's only one person on this podcast podcast that is Google certified Pokemon master. Oh, one took that quiz. <laughs> one Pokemon. has the business cards from Google certifying me on the largest search engine and controls your life. Google, the only one did on the show renew, that is recognized as a master. Did you renew your Pokemon master li- license, Greg? Do you know how many tests I have to take every year? You're like, I can't take a driver's test. A thing that 16-year-old oh, The driver's pay. test? Hey, is, hey, you don't hey, even know hey, what I have to back. go through step to remain a master with Google. Minnesota native, you didn't have to take the admissions exam. You don't know anything yeah, about you it. You didn't have to take it when I was what? 16. It's a different the, test. The part it's part of of Minnesota the world was more complicated back then. Through. You don't even know how close you're allowed to drive to a cyclist. Yes, I do. That's because I told you the answer yesterday. No, you didn't. You made up a whole bunch of garbage. Yeah, because Something if, about, yeah. If, if the test is like, how close are you allowed to be in a bicyclist in a car? Is it six feet or is it three feet? And I'm thinking, well, COVID now exists. I'm supposed to be six feet away at all times. Should stop? I be six feet away from the bicycle driver? Because what if I'm driving a convertible and Greg, he's not I'm wearing a mask? Greg, like, I'm back on your side. I'm back on your side, Greg. Answer is three feet, but when I'm at the, the in- checkout in Target, it's supposed to be six feet. It is negative three outside. You are not driving a convertible in negative three and worrying about a person who is literally covered head to toe in 18 masks and a scarf on a bike so that they can perhaps not freeze to death on their way home, whether or not you're going to give them COVID. We have bigger outdoor worries than you, Mr. I'm going to sneeze all over you in a mall like you did yesterday and then think that's fine. I sneezed once in the mall. Twice. You are the worst. You're like, blah, blah. I'm fine. Your face looks like it's been ravaged by disease. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, uh, and then when we come back, we're going to take questions from Twitch chat. So uh, we will take a quick break, and we will see you guys in a little bit. Pokestops are why I explore. If I've never been to it, it's a reason for me to walk to it. Here's the, here's the reality. Unless I travel to Milwaukee, I've seen it. 
neighborhood that I have not visited. I've seen it. I've spun it. I've done it. I've walked around it. I've seen it. I've spun it. I've done it. I've walked around it. It's anywhere between Minneapolis and the Mall of America. I've seen it. I've spun it. I've done it. I've walked around it. I've seen it. I've spun it. I've done it. I've walked around it. I've seen it. I've spun it. I've done it. I've walked around it. I've seen it. I've spun it. And we are back from our break. All right, 500 episodes. Been It's been a ride. Wanted to make sure we got the normal. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts myself, and I, I was like, how do they do their anniversary episodes? And it's just like normally <laughs> just a normal episode. Mm-hmm. I, not everyone. Some of them are like, this is a bonanza. Yeah. Uh, answer Me This usually did like a bunch of guest yeah. people come and answer questions, yeah. except they had like famous celebrities. We are doing this live on Twitch. If uh, if you're listening to the audio version or you're watching on YouTube, um, thank you for still listening. If you're if you're here in the moment on Twitch, we will be taking questions from Twitch chat, and we will be answering those because so it's kind of like an email show, except more live, more interactive. Um, shout out to the people that are here. Uh, so we can't get to every question. Trying to keep this to like thirty minutes. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, we've never kept it to 30 minutes in our lives uh, yeah you know well, if Will didn't talk so much we would be out of here seriously mm-hmm. uh, what kind of questions are fair game uh, pretty much anything uh, Pokemon related uh, you know same as emails you know not all the email questions we take are Pokemon related but true uh, this is a good question this is from Prime in chat how did you all meet I feel like I've always told my side of the story, but I don't think I've ever heard your guys' side of the story. Besides, like, you guys both listen to the podcast and then reach out. Have, have we ever met? <laughs> That's, like, some some presumption right there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I came in later. Will, do you want to start? Because you were first. Uh, so, it was in February of 2012, or actually, I think it was January 2012, but it started in, around February of 2012. Um, when the the actual website for the program was something with articles and updates, uh, Steve was looking for people to write articles for the website, and I volunteered to start doing a weekly Pokemon of the Week column. Uh, the first one I did, pretty sure, was actually on February 14th, and I did Totodile. But then... Uh, so I did that for a few months, and then U.S. Nationals came up. It was July, because U.S. Nationals used to always be in July mm-hmm. uh, of 2012, and I decided to drive out to Indianapolis to meet up with everybody. And I showed up halfway through the day, and Steve and Vinny were playing a TCG match, and I walked <gasps> up and started looking at them, and... Nobody realized it was me. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Irene <laughs> caught me in the hall because I, like, texted her. And then she ran over and gave me a hug because that's Irene's mode. And then mm. I went in. And then mm. I didn't I didn't interrupt the TCG game. Then I said hello. Uh, I remember Vinny, but I've never met Vinny. Well, no, because you never gone. went to a regionals or a national. Right. I've never been yeah, to a regional yeah. world. Okay, so Steve refused to come to my wedding. That's true. 
that. So here's how it started. Wow. I was a longtime listener, and then you had started uh, the Tuesday Night Games podcast, and you were all like, I need to learn how to play D&D. And I was like, look, all right, look, I am ideal to introduce you to D&D because I've always wanted to do a Pokemon D&D thing together. So we started talking more regularly, and then Irene on Twitter was like, I want to come to your wedding. And I'm like, okay, we've never met, but I guess if you want to come to a wedding where you will literally know nobody... And meet me for the very first time, whatever. Here's an invite. And then you refuse to show up, which is fine, because it would have been weird. Standard. After you humming and hawing and being like, I don't know, that work, blah, 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 I finally got you to play D&D, and you're like, well, we're going to record it. So I said, fine. So then we started doing Mythical, and that was in 2015, end of 2015, beginning of 2016. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, we got to Gen Con. Let's all meet at Gen Con to record mythical stuff and then we can finally meet in person and I had never been to Gen Con and I was like uh I guess so I drove by myself to Gen Con uh to meet you all and that was the first time and I met everybody mm-hmm. yeah uh, at the Pokemon merchandise booth that first day I do remember that but you also you were you had like one of the premium because when before we even did Patreon like the first ever time yes. the show made money was we did a Kickstarter because that yeah I did a Kickstarter like Patreon was I think Patreon was a thing but like it was still so new that people weren't yeah. really like using it and then I saw episode a lot of pod- one seventy. I saw a lot of podcasts would go on Kickstarter and they would do like, we want to do a whole year. We want like $2,000 through the year and you get your name in the credits. You did all that stuff. So that was the first time and the show was the show was around for five or six years. And that was the first time the show ever made money was we did a Kickstarter. We raised a bunch of money. One of the like the premium tiers was I think it was like a hundred bucks and you would be on an episode. It was like limited to like 10 people. And I think Greg did that. I did. I yeah. did that because I actually hit right after the Kickstarter hit right after I got a work bonus. Mm, and so I was like, well, well. Sh- <laughs> I was like, well, sure, I'll go on a show and I'll show everybody what a guest is like that talks too much because <laughs> most people are like humming and hawing and don't know what some of those in. folks like, we were dragging words out of them. <laughs> and I was you like, got that right. I have been screaming at you in my car for yeah. about five years now, and I'm going to scream at you live. This is my moment. I'm paying a hundred dollars, and I'm going to make it count. That was that was always like. Those were oh, those episodes were always fun, but like some people would be like so excited to be on, and then once they would be on, they would like freeze up and be very nervous mm-hmm. and not say a lot, which is like, I mean, I was a, I I was an actor, so I was like, this is nothing. <laughs> you just get to talk to people that I'm friendly with. I'm in. Okay, so this was uh, this is from Bear in chat. If you could bring one Pokemon, you could bring one of the new Pokemon from Legends into the current competitive, which would it be? I mean, apathy mostly, but uh, Overquill. I think Overquill's a lot of fun. I don't do competitive, so it's kind of hard for me to think about it. What I do, uh, here's the thing. I really, really, really like Typhlosion. Yeah. And I want that to come forward. I really like this version of Typhlosion a lot. And I, I, I know it's like a common-ish type. But I love his design, and I'm not much a competitor, so like, I I real like Cyndaquil's my favorite Gen two starter, so like sold on the whole thing. So I I have a question because I've I've been trying to think this through. Chandelure 
was the first ghost fire, right? Fire ghost, ghost fire, whichever way it goes. Yeah. Okay. And then, like, we waited a while, and we got Alolan Marowak. Yeah. Yeah, I love Alolan Marowak so okay. much. Okay. And then I was like, oh, okay, so the new Typhlosion's the new ghost fire. I was like, I've got half a team, but I forgot about <laughs> Blacephalon. Yeah. I've yeah. got four out of six. Yeah, yeah. you're almost there. I, I, cause if I could do an entire ghost fire team, I'm down. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Of, I would want to say Ursaluna because I think out of all the new Pokemon, I think Ursaluna is like my favorite. Um, Isn't it just normal though? It's normal ground. Oh. But I would probably say the one that would maybe have the most impact. I don't know. I didn't. I, I'm sure like these high end competitive players, they probably made videos about like which Pokemon would do well. In my head, I would think that Hisui and Zoroark would do really well. It oh, can't get yeah. hit by normal That's moves, a really good one. Or it can't get Depend- hit by um, fighting moves. It can't get hit by ghost moves. No, it can get hit by ghost moves. It takes extra damage from ghost. It can't get hit by normal Wait, moves. Because it's, it's just moves. plain ghost. It's not no, ghost it's dark. ghost normal. It's, no, it's normal ghost. Oh, jeez. So it can't get hit by ghost. I notice that. Yeah. Yeah. It gets wrecked by dark. It does mm. get really wrecked by dark, yes. Uh, this is from Cappy. If, uh, is Pokemon each of your favorite franchises? If not, uh, what is it? If so, what is your second favorite franchise? Wow, so many branching possibilities. Star Wars is my number one franchise. Always has been, always will be. Pokemon is number two. Maybe, what if you restricted it to video games only? Uh, oh, video games only? Uh, do so, make Star Wars video games. Yeah, but most yeah, Star Wars video games I'm not a play fan those. of. Um, so if it's if we go video games only, then Pokemon's my top video game, and then Final Fantasy is the one right below it. Mm. What what is it for you, Steve? Um, I would probably say Pokemon number one franchise, and I would maybe say Monster Hunter number two at this point. <sighs> See, I'm used to be heart. really high, but. Man, yeah. this fell for me. Well, Sony bought them, so they may be coming back. That's a that's a discussion I've been having recently with not you people. Um, <laughs> you the, people, oh, you're bringing the, it back. The, I mean, the people I talk about serious video game stuff with, not not y'all posers. Um, that's the, and, and that's tough for me, <laughs> right? Because I I'm almost the flip of that because. I will play Monster. I will make it a point to play Monster Hunter every single day. I will get to a point in any Pokemon game where I'm like, you know what? I, I've 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 done everything I want to do with this Pokemon game, and I I'm done. I'll walk away. So I think I might say Monster Hunter has to be number one, and then Pokemon is number two. Mm. Uh, I see people are like, what about Animal Crossing? Nah, Animal Crossing will never be it. Animal, Animal Crossing probably top five asked- for me asks way too much for me on a daily yeah. basis for me to like that game long term. And some of those animals will never be happy and like then leave. Just get out. And the mm-hmm. ones that I want to say that I do literally everything to make them happy like, it's been so great here but like, what about my horizons? And I'm like, if you leave I will abandon this town and the next day they're gone. I'm like, well get wrecked everybody else. You're stuck with Hazel? I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Peace. This is from Box Boy. Uh, when you started the podcast, did you ever think it would be? Did you ever think this podcast would be as successful as it is? 
I don't know how to define success. <laughs> because <laughs> it took us 10 plus years to get like an ad deal with the show. Um, That's not true. That's not that true. We not used true. to advertise those socks. Yeah, you used we to have had... a Squarespace ad. Okay, those were very one-off. I think the sock was like a four-ad deal. Squarespace, I... I think, was like a two-ad deal. I think I I would say the podcast to me is very successful, but just and like how many people enjoy the podcast enough to go that extra level to support mm. on Patreon. Um, if it if it wasn't for uh both Patreon and Twitch, I don't think I'd be able to do this full time. Like one of them is not more dominant than the other, so I kind of need both. But yeah, I, I guess in a sense, like having a community around the podcast and having people that want to get extra rewards or just want to, there's like a bunch of people who support the Patreon and they're like, I don't care about rewards. Here's just my $5. Just keep doing what you're doing. Um, it's like super, super flattering. But when I started the show in 2010, it was like right after Heart Gold, Soul Silver, but before Black and White, Black and White came out in Japan first. And then we, everyone had to wait like six months because they weren't doing worldwide games. I had like there was like zero desire to make money or to make it a business or any of that stuff. Like, which is funny because we were talking about hobbies the every uh, the other day on on Twitch, and it's like a lot of people like it's so it feels like it's so hard to start a hobby now because it's like I want to start a hobby, but how do I make money out of this hobby? And it's like <laughs> sometimes yeah, no. how's about you just do it for fun? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you can just knit for fun, or you can just skateboard for fun, or you can just I be. Mean- TTRPGs are still my hobby. I have written things in that field as a thing that I wanted to do as an extension of that hobby, and the money I get from those are uh, like a bonus. <laughs> but it, it, you, I do think that people have decided to put a whole like it's not the only measure of success behind a hobby is if you make money off of it. And I really want to get back to. Hobbies are meant to make time pass in fun ways mm-hmm. and to make your life fun. Uh, and a lot of the times that is not trying to make money at that hobby. Yeah. So when I when I started the show, like, po- like that was bo- it, I've, to me in my head, like podcasting is divided into like before serial and after serial. Because I feel like serial is that one podcast that. Oh, podcast serial, not serial. Yeah, not like, like why not are like we bringing magic, this up? Not like Magic Spoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is going on? We do not have that an ad this week. So, like, even though podcasting was, like, a pretty, like, I would say podcasting is still not, like, really, really mainstream. Like, the people who listen well, to Well, every podcast, year they put out an article saying, this time podcasts are taken off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it's, it's, I think it's, like, what? It's, like, one in ten adults listen to podcasts, I think. It isn't that much? That's a, I mean, it's a it's a lot. What did ten adults yeah. don't do a yeah. lot of things? <laughs> uh, so yeah, so when I started the show, it was just like I wanted. I thought initially I knew a lot about Pokemon. I didn't back then, um, and I there was there were other Pokemon podcasts, but they were inactive, and I just wanted to hear people talk about Pokemon the way people talked about other games. You know, I listened to like so many video game podcasts. And none of them would really like talk or cover about Pokemon. So I was like, I want to do it because I like love podcasts and I want to do this. Like in no, in no sense was I like, I want to make money. It was like I just wanted to talk Pokemon every week with people and do it. And I was excited and 
I continued to be excited. And there was like a small part where I was like, oh, maybe I won't do this forever. And then, I don't know, I, I kind of just, I think, it, I think it was around the time where uh, Wheels left the show and then Greg came on the show. Is like, and I think Greg's energy and Greg's excitement really like pushed it forward. And the fact that I'm a very, very fast and loud and nonstop talker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, it is the, difficult to shut me up. Like, the excitement started again there. Uh, and then obviously, then I, I started doing Twitch and then I lost my job. And then I was like, let's pull the trigger to try to make this full time. So, uh, that's probably a very long-winded answer, but like the first four, five, six years of the show, it was just like I just wanted to talk Pokemon with people. So, um, so it is very flattering that like there are so many people who support the show now at a at a level. Um, it's very yeah, very it's very humbling. Uh, this is from Andrew. Out of all the distribution events in the past Pokemon games that we've never received in America, what was the one you wish you've gotten? I'm still mad that we didn't get that really great 3ds. That only Japan got. That oh, gold the gold one? X and Y one. Uh, 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 I'm s- <laughs> to this day. I was that is ready my to biggest... throw money at that. Heck I, yeah! I, I was like, I will fly to Japan at this point to get that thing because I wanted it so bad. Not enough to go onto eBay and buy it because the eBay is sketch. Um, but man, I wanted that so <laughs> much. Yeah, because I bought like. What was it? It's like I bought the red X and Y one for me, and I bought the blue one for my ex. Waste of money right there. And then, but I was still like, if they give us the gold one, oh, I will yeah. buy the gold one. Because I had I had imported the Torchic Orange GBA, and that was at a time that I was like, I really need to be not this bad with my money. So the thought of doing it again. Like I couldn't, I couldn't fly that past our budget to save. <laughs> it was just not going to happen because it was like I already have a ton of 3ds's. I can, I just can't. Um, but I wish if it had come here and been an American pricing, then yeah, I would have snapped that up in a second. And, and if the question asker wants us to respond with a Pokemon distribution that wasn't in the United States without me having a chart of which ones weren't in front <laughs> I'm of me, it up. you're, me it would you're kidding just be yourself. Like, any of the Drachis that were distributed during the Tana, what was that called? Tana, there's an I event. Mean, there's been a lot. I mean, this series has been around forever. Yeah. God, any of the mythicals that, like, there's been so many good things. I don't want any of the Pikachus. I'll tell you Tanabata, that. Tanabata, Tanabata. Uh, this is from but Mike. I mean, we, we have all the mythicals. So it's like, not like we've missed out on anything. Yeah, but we have ribbons and shinies and certain balls. Nobody cares about ribbons. Yeah, I know. I care about ribbons. This is from Mike. What was your most impactful, fun, and or enjoyable moment in any Pokemon game? I, I talk about this one a lot. Because this was the moment, I mean, like, so I fell in love with Rosalia the minute I saw it. The design, the face, the whole thing, it was super sassy and great. Um, The thing that made me love the deeper part of the game was fighting uh, Kroger at the top of Battle, Mount Battle, not being able to get past it, deliberately making a Rosalia to survive, hit on Ice Beam, one HP, Giga Drained, Obliterated Kroger, won the Battle Mountain, 
I was like, this is the greatest moment of my life. I will never top this. I think for me, and this is obviously hearkening back to a time where I had not any exposure to Pokemon community or discussion or anything. When I was playing original black and white and I did victory road and I get to the end of victory road and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go up against the elite four. And what? No, this huge castle appears out of the ground. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> nah, nah, you're doing my biz. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, Oh, that was so unexpected. Psych. <laughs> it's like, and then, and, and also the fact that they make it so that like, after you get through that, you can then go back through and have the normal fight, you know, the Elite Four and and champion and all that. Uh, I have two moments. One, the video game moment I had was when I received the email from the Pokemon company that I qualified for Players Cup 2. Uh, so that was pretty impactful because uh, I... I thought that my competitive knowledge really lacked on the show um, and just in general. And that was like a void in my Pokemon knowledge that I was missing. So I paid, uh, I paid to get coached by like a world champion, Paul Ruiz, who won the 2017 world championships, I think. Um, so I paid a lot of money to get coached by him for a lot of weeks and to like qualify for that event was, was really, really fantastic. And then the other one was when I was in the uh, Fort Wayne Regionals and I was playing Sableye Darkrai and I was able to top cut that event. And at the time it was like the biggest regionals, biggest TCG regionals. I'm sure the regionals are much, much bigger, but at the time it was mm -hmm. the biggest TCG regionals that ever happened. Um, and I came in top eight uh, and it was really, really great to come in top eight. I can't remember. I can't remember what my prize was. It was like, it was like sixteen booster packs, I think, for coming in top eight. Um, but I did, I dead drew, uh, and I got eliminated in top eight, which was like a bummer. But you know, sometimes you just dead draw. Uh, it was funny because the guy was like, "Oh, you should beat me easily," and I was like, "I know, I <laughs> just I cannot draw one single supporter card." <laughs> I think you're gonna say the time that you beat whoever that was oh, and like standing in line. Yeah. Mm. Your fake story. Yeah. Junk hunt. Yeah, junk hunt. We Supposedly. need to get Wolf on this podcast and confirm this fake story you're telling. Uh, this is from Nick. Uh, was there a specific moment at the beginning of recording the podcast where you sat down and you thought, hey, this was going to work? <laughs> Go back and listen to those first ones and I'll tell mm. you the answer is mm. no. <laughs> Yeah, there was like a lot of like learning how to like do a podcast and like how to edit. Like every I taught everything myself. Like I taught myself how to edit, taught myself how to publish, taught myself how to like advertise the show, all that stuff. Um the only thing that really like kept me going cuz when I I published the podcast originally on a, a platform called Dot .mac, which was part which is now called iCloud. Wow. Yeah, so dot Mac. I mean, I still have my doc Ma I have still have my Mac email. I refuse to mm -hmm. give it up no matter how much they ask me to give it up and I say no. Dot Mac turned into mobile me which turned into iCloud. But dot Mac, one of the things was like you could publish a podcast for free and another thing was like you could make a website for free like it was part of your like $99 a year email address that Apple sold. But you didn't get like there was like no statistics. So I I would just put the podcast out there and then that was it. So the only way I knew people were listening 
uh, were like if people wrote in and emailed. So they would like mm. that was like literally the motivation I had. The beginning was like people being like, "Hey, I really love the show. Can't look you, the show makes my day." Um, so like just those emails alone was like I have no clue how many. Like I don't know if like ten people are listening and one person wrote in. I don't know if a hundred people are listening. I don't know if a thousand. I don't know. Um, now we're on like an actual proper podcast platform. We switched to like three or four years ago. Um, so now we have like accurate stats and all that stuff. Not that that like changes anything, right? It's not I, like let's let's put asterisk for next to accurate. It's as eh. accurate as they're willing to get. Yeah. Hey, it is uh, still IAB still real bad. This is from Mike's. Given Legends' method to filling a Pokedex, what do you think the possibility of having different tracks in future games? Gym badges versus researcher versus contest versus too complicated. Yeah, I RPGs work best with a linear story. Um, and I, I don't think RPGs are going to get too far away from that linear story that they want to tell. I could see them having alternate tracks to leveling, but I think there's always going to be a, a plot line that forces you to do these checkpoints. And I don't think that's ever going to be like fight a gym or complete this part of the Pokedex. I think it's always going to be do this trial, fight this noble, fight this gym, whatever iteration of do this boss thing, I don't think that will ever change. As much as I want it to, like I'd love it to be like you can do gyms or contests. I, I think that's a lot harder to write from an, from just a perspective of what mm-hmm. they're trying to do with most games. Yeah, I kind of agree. Kinda. <laughs> this is from The Geeker. What is your favorite Pokemon-related purchase? Oh. <laughs> oh, your tattoo? tattoo? No, you gotta move it more center. I'm trying. There you go. There you go. Now it's in. See, I, 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 I if if I could rephrase the the question, like I, I, I've bought very few Pokemon things for myself. Um, I think the Safari Zone Pikachu is probably <laughs> the the most notable. Um. But our longtime Japan correspondent, uh, Andrew, sent me at one point uh, a Froshki that has the X and Y starters on it. And also it's like a little bag that has the X and Y starters oh, on I it. And I use, I use that oh, bag yeah, yeah. for all of my dice. Ooh, so I literally yeah. use that all the time when I play trading card games because that's where I keep all my dice for marking and everything like that. So th- those are my two favorite things, and I and I used to, um, I used to wrap my 3ds in the Froshki. Probably my favorite Pokemon purchase is probably those metal Pokeballs. Just, <laughs> no, I just I just really like them. I think they're I really cool. Really like uh, I think they look great. I I just like for the things that you can put on your shelves, like plushes and um, like Funko Pops. I just think the like. Metal Pokeballs are just a really cool collector's item. Um, the skateboards are like cool. The Pokemon skateboards. Mine's still in the box. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think like I also think just uh like the expense like when when Will and I went to Pokemon Go Fest and the expense of buying a hotel and the drive down there. And then playing Pokemon Go Fest, and then the next day, 
playing Pokemon Go in the pouring rain with some listeners of the podcast and catching Cresselia. Like, even though that's not a individual purchase, like that whole weekend was a Pokemon purchase ultimately. Mm. And like that weekend True. was like incredible. Yeah. We did have a lot of fun. And Irene left early. She could have played in the pouring rain with us. She could have <laughs> oh, also yeah, caught. Like yeah. <laughs> she already hates being outside. What? Being outside in the pouring rain is definitely a no-go. I mean, Irene and I went and saw six for that for the one go fest. That was a way better experience than sitting in whatever restaurant. I, we I think were it all was in. that same go fest. Because that's where Steve stole the hotel room, the good hotel room from me, and oh, yeah, made we me and Chris hotels. stay in the bad hotel room. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And we then s- it was me, Steve, yeah. and Chris in the I rain surprised getting the Chriselias. I, I, I did. I refuse to tell. I refuse to tell Irene anything about the musical that we were going to see. I just said we're going to go see this, and you're going to have to trust me on this. Uh, this is from Zach. What real world re- region would you like to see a Pokemon region inspired by? Boy, I, I mean, I've answered this before, and for me, it's uh, Southern Africa or Eastern Africa, definitely. Uh, I would like to see like Brazil. I would like to see India. I would like to see Scandinavia. Um, for me, it would be Egypt, right? Why? We'll cover it all of Africa. Like the, pyra- the pyramids, the Nile River, it breaks into things. Like, mm. yeah, like, for me, for me, Southern Africa, because there's like the Namibian desert, but then South Africa itself is more jungle, but also urban and also very yeah. diverse. There's a lot of different cultures represented in South Africa. And then East Africa, because then, you know, you have Kilimanjaro so that you could have the ice yeah. region and stuff like I that. I think Scandinavia would be fun because there would be no trainer battles because they would all not want to look you in the eye and be like, you mm. need to be over there and away from me. Isn't that just like the Do your own thing and legends. leave me out of this. Whatever you're doing, we're, I don't want any part of it. After all these years, what is the most repeated question you've received? Who's your favorite Pokemon? Where would you want a Pokemon region? <laughs> <laughs> Where would you want Pokemon region? Probably favorite Pokemon. Uh, how did you all meet? Um, I mean, the one we get all the time is who's your favorite Pokemon? Like mm-hmm. literally all the time. Uh, this is from Charon. Legends is set in the past. If we get more Legends games, would you expect them to? Well, you got you. You both got a lot of a lot of YouTube comments and Twitter comments about the past thing because. In official uh in in official stuff that they completely lie in, mm-hmm. like let's let's be real. They tell you nothing. They put something else so you'll buy the game I, and then you play the game Greg, and you're like, Oh, this isn't the past. We don't even have time because I could spend I half an hour with receipts about why I spelled it out on Twitter. I, I Y'all don't, don't, don't know how no deep the it the <laughs> deep the well goes. If we get Here's more the legend. thing. Okay. Here's the answer. We need to go to ancient Joe I know you hate Johto. We need to go to ancient Johto before the tower burned, before that and experience something in the time of that event. Don't hate that is Johto. a 2 hour game. I just hate that Johto could have so much more, and they have have they halved it with the Kanto region. I want more Let's, Johto, no Kanto. If we go back into the past and find out that Johto wasn't once covered with water, and it was a huge land, sure, I would go back to Hoenn because I want to go back to the start of the battle between Kroger and Groupon. Mm. 
Mm. Oh, anyways, the full question was, if we get more Legends games, what would you expect them to set in the past as opposed to Legends Unova being set in the future, for example? In other words, would you say a past setting is inherent part of a Legends theme? Uh, I mean, Legend kind of says that it, <laughs> that it that is Legend, it is of Legend, of Myth, uh, which is usually set in the past. Yeah. Um, I think it's hard to do a future game because we are already in such a we are already in such a weird sci-fi setting with Pokemon as it is. It doesn't necessarily have to be future, but you could think of it as the way of like Sun and Moon of like why can't we go to where the Ultra Recon Squad? Like we go to where the Ultra Recon Squad is and it's literally just a hallway and an elevator. Mm. Like they like I mean, it looks like a whole city like, and it, you can't like actually explore it. Like I, if I, we if we do like alternate universes, yeah, I'll go to Ultra World. It's wrecked. I saw that anime. <laughs> it's so, a nightmare world in there. I see the legends is more like a genre. So while this one is, you know, past, I think it's kind of like, think of more like Westerns as a genre. So you had, what was that space TV show that everybody loved, but Fox canceled? Futurama. Um, no. Firefly? Firefly, right? Oh, that was boy. a Western set. I mean, technically, Star Wars is a Western as well, but we don't. That, have to get well, into Star that Wars is a well. lot of things. We don't right? have time to cover but that. It's like it's like that genre can be applied to different places, and then how it is expressed. Yes. So, if you just take the idea of, you know, striking out into a new area and learning about that area through this Pokedex development and everything, I think yeah. that could be applied to a lot of different scenarios. I think one of the strengths for me from what legends arceus does is it tells origins we're going to still put that in quotes of what we know the world to become and i think that's a very strong mm. selling point so if they do it to other things like i do think it's a strong selling point to say this game is set where the ultra recons squad but. came from so like we're gonna go visit that universe because we're gonna fill in holes that we didn't answer before i think it's harder to make something set in the future that doesn't tie to a region because you're like, well, what questions are we answering? I mean, you could, you could, the only future I could see is in the, which they kind of explored in at the end of Ultra Sun Ultra Moon is like, what if uh, Archie succeeded? What if Maxi succeeded? Yeah. What would the Hoenn region look like now that they succeeded? Um, I mean, I, I do think there's a ripe, like alternate universe plot lines that they could do if they mm -hmm. wanted, if they wanted to stop doing remakes and say, let's, do an alternate universe version of Johto, like, what if Johto was good? I'd play that game. Which is the door they opened at the end of Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Yeah. That was the anything goes at this point. Anything, they opened the anything goes door. Yeah, they absolutely Hoopa. Uh, we'll do yeah, one more Hoopa question. Does this, do is, a lot. this is from Nox. Uh, what is the one Pokemon you would like to see as a real world animal or object designed to be in future regions or what regional variants or current Pokemon? What real world animal we want to see as a Pokemon? Read that again. <laughs> uh, I still stand by this. So all these years, it would be great if Miltank and Oros had a pre-evolution calf, and depending on whether mm. it was male or female, would evolve into either Miltank or Oros. You don't need to totally and make sense. if you sense. had a hairdryer item, you could turn it into Bufalon. Because a fish turns into an octopus, and a, 
uh, clam turns into a fish wearing a bra. But I, I do think like a pre-Evo for Miltank Tauros would be cool. Or even Bufalant, I don't know. Like Hitmonchan, Hitmontop, Hitmonlee are all pretty different compared to Tyrogue. I mean, I still want a flamingo. There's a lot of birds. I still want tiny dogs. I still want like hound dogs that aren't just hound doom, like fast racing dogs. Like Bolton was a very good start, but like let's get a Chihuahua, a teacup poodle. Let's get these tiny little things that are yippy and snappy. I was thinking as a joke to say like water bears. It's like you throw it out and nobody can see it. <laughs> nobody can see it. It's invisible. It's so it's tiny. So tiny. Uh, I mean, uh, regional forms, I want to see, like, I mean, I want to see, like, regional forms of all my favorites. I would love to see a regional form of Sableye. I would love to see a regional form of Rosalia. I would love to see a regional form of Swinub that skips Piloswine. <laughs> I think a, a real-world animal that could be a Pokemon, uh, be like a Capybara. Is that the little cute Australian thing? Yeah. It's, like, so gentle and nice. Yeah, like a nice Raticate. What would be the first schedule of events at the first PKMN CastCon? Uh, first off, no we already worldwide had the first pandemic. PKMN <laughs> yeah, it would be the second. Yeah, just because these, just these folks weren't invited didn't mean it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, we, it didn't happen. I don't know if that's ever been talked about on the podcast where we like The tried... first schedule event, we went to the mac and cheese only restaurant. We Whoa. we did try to like see how a like small convention would work. We did it at the Dells and we had what? It was like 14 or 15 people. I mean, it was like really close friends and 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 whatnot. It wasn't like Logan was there. Um, Greg and Will were there. Mm -hmm. uh, Wheels and their significant other was there. Um, I think those were the people specifically that were on the show. Yeah. And then it was like people that would help out with like the show, like Micah was there to like do art. We had like, yeah, we had like 14, 15 people. Um, and then we were like, we can actually probably do this and like make it bigger and have like 50 people. And now we're here. <laughs> well, I, well, in the middle of sort of thinking about that COVID hit, really. Yeah. Because we had to get past your wedding. We had to get all these things and try to get it established. And then it was like, nope, that's never going to happen. Uh, we would definitely have a uh, signing and photos. Uh, $50 for something signed, $100 per photo. <laughs> Got it. All right. Just going to have to be. That's the going right. price. Got it. Uh, we would definitely have a panel about something. We, could you have it where, like, you pay for dinner? Only, like, three. Uh, anyways. Uh, we need to wrap up this episode. <laughs> hey. A ticket and dinner event. If you're watching on Twitch, uh, I, we, I will let Greg and Will go. I'll spend some time with you guys before I end the stream. But, um... They, Kicking they have, us out so you can have, talk smack about I, us. Will. I gotta go clang and bang, dude. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have, have, we'll have to get those muscles day. going. I really appreciate oh, everyone. He's got the muscles going. Really appreciate everyone for making it to 500 episodes or listening for us. Well, I don't know. I did 500 episodes. I don't know if you all listen to 500 episodes. I'm sorry if you did, but here we are. Uh, here's to another 500 more, I guess. I don't know. Some podcasts are in like the 900s. We're not there I, yet. I can do another 500 right now. No, I can't. I'm tired. I want to go take um, But thank you guys for all the support. Anyone who watches or supports on Twitch or anyone who, uh, who listens through Spotify or iTunes or Stitcher or Podler or any of those podcast apps. 
What the heck is Potler? It's, it's fake. It's fake. I it's made it up. Real. It's not a real podcast. <laughs> it's like, I've heard of all of these things. Uh, <laughs> anyone who supports <laughs> on Patreon, thank you so much. If you missed the beginning of the show, it'll be up on YouTube. It'll be up on uh, Patreon. Or, yeah, it'll be up on YouTube. It'll be up on all the other podcast apps. Um, if you want to follow Greg, he... Oh, wait. Do we end with Pokemon of the Week? Do you have one, Will? I I do have a new one, but do you want to cover the old one too? Or yeah, no? yeah. Let's 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 yeah, end with Pokemon yeah. of the week. Oh, Dag! I don't even have a keyboard. Oh, you're killing me here. <laughs> so, so last week's Pokemon. I. It's funny because they all got a clue at the beginning of the program where I said I think this is my favorite Pokemon game, um, but you had to obtain it in that Pokemon game and transfer it into a different Pokemon game. It's a Pokemon I have been using through my playthrough of the wonderful Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl games uh and i am disappointed that um most of its types move types are water uh it has access to bug fairy normal poison psychic type moves but they don't cause any damage and then in the tcg expansions the that pokemon's card included an attack that would allow the player to retrieve water energies from their discard it's boizel Boisel? The Japanese name for Boisel. Oh. It's Manaphy. Manaphy. You would get the Manaphy egg from Pokemon Ranger and transfer it into Diamond and Pearl. But I was mm. never able to do that because I didn't have two DSs. The. Or friends. It has two shuffle icons and one is much better than the other. Mm. What is our next week, Pokemon? All right. Clue is. On my playthrough of Pokemon White, which I selected oh, because I prefer Zekrom over Reshiram, I selected the only starter that shares a type with one of the box legends and the original mythical for Unova. The final evolution, which we are concerned with today, has a name similar to and possibly derived from a move that many starters of the same type learn as their first stab move around level 5, 6, or 7. All right. So easy. Well, there you go. Hey, if you want to follow Greg on Twitter at White Wing, if you want to follow Will on Twitter at Washing the Sink, if you want to follow me on Twitter at Dragging Your Lake, thank you guys so much for 500 episodes. I hope you enjoyed the live episode. If you did not catch it live, I hope you enjoyed the audio only episode or the YouTube episode. If you're watching on YouTube, feel free to like, comment, all that stuff. And uh, you can leave a question. We can try to get to it next week. We usually do one question a week. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super. Keep that dog clean in 2022. Oh. Bring it back. This show is supported by Patreon. A shout out to all our producers who support our show at a high level, starting with Steven, Sean, Matthew, Bovine, Kay, Jessica, Jacob, 
Brian, Evan, Ryan, Nate, Catherine, Casey, Josh, Smash, Gray, Dylan, Carlos, and Alvaro. And a huge shout out to our executive producers of Steph, Spencer, Courtney, and Brady. Thank you so much for your support. If you would like your name read at the end of the show or you just want to support, it's super effective. You can head over to patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T or ISE.cash in order to support the show if you want to. Otherwise, uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week.